the Mel Gedroyd Podcast. Hey, it's Mel G, and this week on the Cheeky Little Podcast, yeah, we're on podcast format, you know, uh, we're going to be talking about all sorts of things, including calluses on Mark King from Level 42's Thumb. We're also going to be talking about sellotaping techniques for wrapping up presents, and we're also going to be discussing the very, very contentious issue of re-gifting. Yeah, I love it. Bush hates it. Oh, it all got a little bit in the studio. Anyway, if you like that, then of course do have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from one on magic. There will be more chat and some pretty blooming quality songs thrown in for good measure. Yeah, Bush is on bass. Oh yeah. I can see you as a bassist actually, Bush. I was a a bass player in my formative years. Stop. Honest to God. Listen, are we talking level 42? Was it strapped up nice and high, sort of around (laughs) the... uh... Around the Chestal area? Or well, did you go low slung like Susie Quattro? I went low slung. Did you? But, but I have a real soft spot for Mark King. Old Thunder Thumbs from Level oh, 42. I love him. I saw him play live at an awards ceremony uh, about a year ago, and I've never seen anyone play bass like that. He had, like, landing lights on the fretboard of his bass. His, his fingers were going so quick. Did he? It's amazing. What's his thumb like? His thumb's like a blur. I couldn't even see it properly. It's like a, like a hummingbird's wings. I bet he's... <laughs> I bet he's got a lot of calluses. Oh, yeah, they're, they're definitely his I bet it's one big callus, <laughs> Mark King's thumb. Oh, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd want to shake hands with that, like oh, being man. licked by a cow. <laughs> Has that ever happened to you? It's very yeah. rough. I took my daughter to a petting zoo oh, last summer and a, a cow licked our hands when we were trying to feed it and it's very rough, isn't very it? Very rough. It's, it's, like, it's literally like a sort of eel covered in sandpaper, isn't it? It's it is. Quite nice, actually. Yeah, but um, I thought it was going to swallow my hand, actually. I get, yeah. I get a bit scared by it. I'm quite scared by cows. Are you? I don't like cows. My mum's always scared of cows since we were kids, so I've kind of it's been transmitted to me, this fear. You can't look them in the eye, both eyes at the same time. Is that cows or is that... I think that's right, yeah, you can't. You can't, because the, uh, the eyes are slightly... Yes. Wasp-like on the side of the head. Never trust a beast. You can't look in the eye at the same time. Can, can actually you look anything in the eye at the same time? Can I look... Anyway, listen. This is very, <laughs> very interesting. Now, I'm very excited, Bush. I have in my hands... Mm. Oh, thank you so, so much. Now, listen. You've given me an amazing Christmas present. It's beautiful. I don't know what it is. Obvs, because it's all wrapped up. All wrapped up. Now, just a little word here, Bush, on your sellotape. Yes. skills. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, you know, this is a big, this is a big thing, okay? The week before Christmas, we're all struggling at home yeah. with yards and yards of paper and also sellotape. Well, just talk me through what, what happened. There's a sort of clump. <laughs> There's a sort of clump of sellotape at each junction, yeah. uh, you know, between the fold of the paper. What, what was going on there, Bush? Can I just say, I am ashamed of how I rap, Mel. It's terrible. It looks like, that looks like a letter bomb, doesn't it? <laughs> Um, and it's horrible bits of salad. I just can't do it. I can't get my head around. There's two things in life I'm really, really bad at. Wrapping paper, yeah. wrapping presents yeah. up, and lacing up shoes. <sighs> to the point where my, my brain is almost like, can't even start even thinking about it. Really? Yeah, and I just stick. Look at the state of that. I just, I've just stuck sellotape everywhere. Listen, it's just I, awful. listen. I should not be complaining. This is an absolutely. This is a. This is a marvelous gift. You have used a lot of sellotape. <laughs> when I do my gifts, I just use. I just use tiny little bits. I bet you're very good at it. I do, I'm. <sighs> very strong at this. Oh, I do. Love do you it. even do your own little ribbon, it. curl yep. a ribbon with some scissors and stuff? Do you do that? Yep. Yes, I do. Oh, I'd love yes, to I do. do that. I pre-write the labels. Uh, so I can write them on a, uh, you know, 
hard surface. Really? I don't put the label on and then write them. If you're giving somebody a soft present yeah. and you write the label on that, yeah. it's all over the shop. Uh-huh. I do them pre, always pre. Love that. I love the preparation that goes into this. There's thought and prep. Do you know what, though? You're quite lucky, though, because do you know what I normally do with presents? And this is, I'm ashamed to even admit this. Uh, my friend Sam introduced me to this a few years ago. Wrap them in foil. Ooh. Wrap it in, in foil and it, it's like you don't even have to worry about sell it. I don't know if anyone else listening does this, but genuinely, if, if you're bad at wrapping like I am, stick it in foil. It just then you just look like you're getting a takeaway for Christmas. <laughs> don't you? No, Bush, no. I don't know. I don't like the foil concept. It looks all futuristic and boutique. Now it is time for BRLD. Brrld. Brrld. But Bush's red letter day. Bushy. Oh, yeah. Now, what day is it today, Bush? What have you got for us? Mel, what's your view on flying? Do you like flying? I do. Do you? I'm I scared. I really do. But Jesus of flying, unfortunately. Really? Yes. Really, Bush? Really scared of flying. Now, has this happened, can I ask, since you had children? I was bad before, bad Were since. You? Were you? I thought having a child might take my attention off myself and my panic, but uh, I just panic for both of us now. Matey, I'm so sorry. A lot of my pals are like that, and it's to do with getting a little bit older. Is it? Yes. I want to and... cure it. Mm. If, there's any, if anyone's got a good fear of flying cure, get in touch. Yeah. At Magic FM to tweet. The reason yeah. I ask is that it's World Wright Brothers Day today. Oh, is it? The fellas Fantastic. who invented flight and good. all that kind of stuff. Lovely. So I've got three amazing facts for you, Mel, about planes and flying good. and that. Come on. Tell Fact me. number one. I'm actually really excited about this. Tell in me. 987, American Airlines saved $40,000 yeah. by removing just one olive from each salad <gasps> served in first class. I love that Isn't fact. That one little olive, $40,000. Unbelievable. brilliant. Next fact. Come pilots on. and co-pilots yes. are requested to eat different meals in case of food poisoning. Isn't that weird? I never oh, knew from that. each other? Yeah. And do they eat different meals from the rest of us? I think so. It says, like, the pilot will have ham, egg and chips, co-pilot will have uh, macaroni cheese, just so that if there's something wrong with one of them, he's not going to keel over, like in the movie Airplane. Oh, interesting. Isn't that interesting? That's very strong. These facts are really good. These might be my strongest facts yeah, yet. Yeah, they're, they're, they're really hitting the mark. I've they? got a really good feeling about this. Come on. Final one. Let's hope I don't ruin it. About a third of your taste buds are yes. numbed while flying. Maybe that was the reason why you think air food is a bit bland. You know, people always say food on the plane was a bit bland. It's because yes. an entire third of your taste buds don't work when you're up in the air. I love airplane food. Me too. I absolutely think it's gorgeous. I look forward to that bit, especially if it's hot food, when you Ooh. can peel back the old foil. Yes. Which would be a Christmas present for you. But Brilliant. It'd be amazing. That's as what, we've discovered. That's how I'd wrap it. Um, peel it back and you never know what's going to be in there. I love it. Never that. quite sure even when you're eating it what it actually is. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's texture. It's stuff just moving around the mouth and that it, it, I don't mind it's a beautiful thing those facts Bush were really really strong thank you very much Mel little tip actually which, uh -huh. I've, which I've taken to doing is if you're flying book yourself a vegetarian meal always get served first do you? yes indeed I am 100% doing that yeah book a little veggie meal it's good vegetarians get all the breaks these days don't yeah, they those it's, guys it's, it's seriously good Oh, we love a little podcast, don't we, Bush? We love a podcast. They're neat. They're compact. They're sort of... If they, if a podcast was a person, mm -hmm. it would wear a really good pair of tortoiseshell specs. Yes. And a nice, neat suit 
with uh, with creases down the front of the trousers. Very efficient. Efficient. Just gets on with it as Does well. Does the ruddy job, you know what I'm saying? Uh, let's delve into the... Uh, what a lovely glass pot this is. This must be from the 1800s time. or so. Do you think it's from the 1800s? I actually dug it up from my garden. Did bush. you? Yes, and it was part of a Victorian rubbish dump. Wow. It has got some antique value. That is unbelievable. Yeah. We'll sell this when, when we're done with it. Anyway. Uh, Open it up. Oh, good noise. There we go. Come along. Inside, a load of little notes, written uh, questions from people in our office. Delve, delve, delve and dip. Okay, here we go. Yeah, come on, Bush. I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready. This question says, Mel, what is your favourite supermarket and why? Oh. Oh, that's interesting, ooh. isn't it? Now, I live really, like, bang opposite. You have to go over the Threepenny Bridge. Uh, sounds, sounds like some mystical land. <laughs> Sort of west of Narnia. It really isn't. It's uh, it's in the suburbs of London. Yeah. Uh, but I love going to the supermarket. I go every day. Do you? Yeah. You I kind of graze day. in there and stuff like that. Just I kind graze. Of... I've made friends with most of the cashiers. Yeah. Uh, is that the right word? Cashier. 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 Yeah. Cashier. 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 Whatever it is. Cashier. Cashier. Um, and I very much enjoy the the hurly burly slash hustle bustle. What's your favourite bit of the supermarket? Uh, oh, I like going to the crisp area. <laughs> the crisp area. Yeah, I always, I always find something I've never quite tried before. The crisp enclosure. Yeah, I love the crisp area. Do you have a bit of a panic like I do about the deli bit? Because I don't really know weights and measures properly. I bypass the deli. Do you just yeah, give that a wide berth, do you? I do. I don't know any other people. I love the deli bit. I just, do you? Too, too scared to buy anything because, you know, you might end up with like a wheelbarrow of pate. Yes. You're too polite to say, oh, I didn't realise that's a kilogram. Is that a kilogram? I'll have it then. Yes, too late now. That's, no, maybe that's why. That's, that's a very good point, mate. They should yeah. do an open day where you get to meet your local deli person oh, and they talk good. you through some examples of how much, this is how much, like, two kilos of fishes. Yes, that would be good. Yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be very good. I do like their white hats and nets, though. Yes. I find those strangely friendly. It take, When I see people wearing that stuff, it took me back to, I at one point worked in a factory in Devon where I would uh, glaze the tops of lasagnas that would then be frozen lasagnas that you put in uh, right. Sell them or whatever, but I had to wear it because I had a, a terrible beard, goatee beard thing. Oh. Goatee beard. Oh, goatee beard. They, they were a thing for a while, but uh, I had to wear a beard snood. Oh, a snood. Oh. Producer Louise nearly physically sick, both at snood both, and also at goatee beard. But did, did it attach to your ears? Was yeah, it, it went over your ears and then the kind ears. of like held, held. It's a sack. It's a weird, it's weird. Oh, what colour was it? Green. Green. It was slightly like, hospital. Yeah, medical. Bit like um, a bit of netting or webbing you have over some uh, unruly ivy on, on yes. the wall of a house. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I have to wear one of those. Note to self: better get one for <laughs> better get one for myself quite soon. <laughs> what with uh, what with topiary going on in that uh, area? <laughs> and did you wear a net on your head as well? I had Double. a hat on. Yeah, that's a hat and a pair of um, because this was at, um, like St Ivel, so I had to wear like um, I don't know, they were like weird big. Uh, almost like something from a child's claymation TV series. Big yellow comedy boots walking oh. around the factory. Very strange. Lab boots. Lab How boots. long did you last? Uh, I was there for one season, one summer season. Uh, on, and then, on Laz, always on Laz? Or did oh, they no, move I, you over? I was uh, in the trifle department as well, Good. so I was putting cherries in trifle pots. More fun. Cracking times, man. Yeah, really well good done. times. Listen, that's good. I think we've, I think we've, we've really covered ourselves well. We certainly have. And I'm slightly imagining you now in that beard net. Now, Bush, how has your week been? I know you've been rapping. I know you've been, you know, not yeah. rapping in, in, you know, as in Kanye. Well, maybe you have. Who Do you knows? Rap? Do you rap? I don't. I can't rap. No. You can't, you can't be from Devon and rap. There are no rappers from Devon. Hang on. Psydedelic. 
What's Ciderdelic? Do you remember Ciderdelic? No. The Devonshire Collective. Oh my God, I need the to De- know who these guys so are. So posh. The Devonshire Collective. Hello, it was the Devonshire Collective. They used to do a little bit of rapping in their act, I, I seem to remember. Ciderdelic. Ciderdelic. I knew a bloke called Ciderdelic, but that's a totally different thing. I'll have to check him out. That's not bad. Well, this week for me, Mel, has been quite stressful, and oh, I've decided oh, that I need to relax more. Yeah. I imagine a lot of people have got this kind of vibe going on at the moment, that the run-up to Christmas is oh. quite frantic. I think we talked yeah. about it in the, the show last we weekend. Did. You're we saying did. you're going to get whipped into a bit of a frenzy. We did, my love. How do you relax? Now, Jenna from our uh, floor in our office does calligraphy, oh, bless her. She? She's got a little pen and quill going on there, and an ink pot, and does kind of... Practices her handwriting. Does some handwriting and stuff. That seems quite relaxing. Writing your Christmas cards in a calligraphy. Calligraphic way. Calligraphic would be nice. Yes, that's what she's been doing. And you get two birds done with one stone. Exactly. Relax and do a Christmas chore. You get stuff done at the same time. Good. And I was in the uh, supermarket around the corner from where I live. Yes. I happened upon the. I love looking at the notice board of stuff. You know, people like trading. Community notice board. Yeah, community notice board. That kind of thing. And someone was offering local Tai Chi in the park classes. Now, is Tai Chi in the park a good idea or is it really weird? Let's think about the weather. Mm-hmm. I, I associate it with a sort of, you know, very, very warm climate mm-hmm. because you'll be wearing a little robe of some sort, won't you? I think you have like a little karate kit, like Hong Kong something Fui like, type Something thing. like that. Yeah. Um, so think about that. Yeah. Um, and then, is it the one where you walk backwards? Is that the one where you... I, I think that is... on our local green. Yeah, it's like do you all really, stand in a group and walk backwards? Walk backwards and do some really slow underwater karate. Exactly. And that's what it is. Give give it a go, Bush. So I give it a go? Give it a go. It's not going to work in a big parker, though, I would say. <laughs> I don't know. Can you do... I don't know. I know nothing about it. I just quite like the idea of it. Get, get in touch with her. Was it a lady? I'm not too sure. It's like I'm doc- assuming it is. Doctor something or other. So yeah, give it a go. Touch. Give it a go. Well, I'll give it a go for Christmas. It's one of those things you'll do once, Bush. <laughs> and uh, yes, report back, please. You've got a sort of slightly sort of cowboy thing going on there. There's a bit of cowboy rhythm going on there. It's like castanets in the background. It's like... I'll be there. Sorry. Now, listen up, all of ye. This is Mel G on Magic on your Saturday afternoon. It's not just any Saturday afternoon. No. It's the Saturday afternoon before... Well, the one but one before... Bef- yeah. The, the one but one, one before, before Christmas. Yes. The tree's drooping a bit, the needles are falling off like bilio. Do you know what? My tree has been wilting. It's just gone all kind of slightly green and, and looks sad for itself. Do you put it in water? No. Yeah, put it in water, Bush. Really? Yeah. Okay, that'll kind of perk it up a bit. Yeah. I'll yeah, give that yeah. a go. What, what's it on? Is it on a little... Plinth? It's in like, like a metal kind of clampy stand. Yeah, yeah, looks yeah. like the bottom of a howitzer from the world of military affairs. Okay, so try and fill the howitzer with a bit of water. <laughs> okay. Is there room in it for water? Yeah, I think so. You can pour a bit in there. Is yeah. that why it's like... Because like, yeah. it looks like Christmas is slowly keeling over in our flat. I, I know. It's depressing. It's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. It is terrible. Um, have you eaten all the chocolates off the tree as well? Uh, no, we haven't put them up yet because <gasps> my girlfriend knows that, like a dog, I'll try and have the lower, the lower level ones oh, without anyone no. noticing. I ate all of them last year. Did you? I went absolutely bananas, and I'd said to the girls, "If you dare, if I see you dare, if I dare, dare have a single one." And then, literally, once I gone to bed, I ate every, and there were lots on. I had the flipping lot, sat in your pajamas, <sighs> sobbing at the end. And in the end, you start ripping. You just, you just <laughs> rip. You don't even unfurl. Do you know what I mean? There's something about that tub of chocolate, though. <sighs> It's, like, it's a bit like the chocolate you might give to a pet, but yeah. for some reason it's so Moorish, isn't it? Can't stop yourself. 
Well, I want oh, some now. I know, I know, Bush. Listen, that will happen. I'll bring some in. I always make these random promises and never fulfil them. Exciting times. Very exciting. I'm now uh, delving into the antique. Yes, look at it. The Georgian jar. It's so weird, like people like Abraham Lincoln and that might have used that jar back in the day. As a spittoon. For a sp- yeah. Now... What do we got here? Oh, it's good. This is this is really getting me in the Christmassy mood. Actually, it's almost like we're playing the hat game or something. I was going to say yeah. we should release this as a game as for a Christmas. Game. Very good idea. Charming. Yeah, you build up loads of questions over the year for your family. Yeah, no, it would get really serious, wouldn't it? Yeah. It why get... does Dad always turn the radio down? You yes. know, you know that kind of thing. Who keeps <laughs> finishing the milk and not buying a new one? Yeah. Why did you remark on my weight in 1985, <laughs> Mum? That kind of. Oh no, it could get really bad. Uh oh. Ooh, would you rather lose all your teeth oh, or eyelashes? Oh, what man. A weird, who asks that question? Oh, I man. I worry about the people we work with, Mel, sometimes. I know, that is really weird. Would you rather lose all your teeth or, or eyelashes? Or your eyelashes. You see, teeth, the thing about teeth is, I know it costs a ruddy arm and a leg, yeah. but you could go and get some more punched in, couldn't you? You can always get new ones. Yeah, you could get those really good sort of Osmond-esque... You know, Richard Hammond-esque white. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Pearly Filed numbers. down. Mm. Actually, oh, hello. I'm saying I'd rather lose all my teeth. Really? What Eyelashes, what, how would that affect you? Would it affect you in any way, physically, if you had no eyelashes? Oh, you'd look very bald. Yeah, you'd look <laughs> future. You know, that, you yeah. know like, where people yeah. in the future, they always, in yes. futuristic Vivian Westwood type thing, they yes. don't have any eyelashes. Yes. Yeah. And also, I mean, okay, you could get the stick-on ones. Yeah. That'd be a major pain, though, to stick them on every day, wouldn't it? It would be. They look really, really complicated, those things. Yeah, and yes, they are. And also, like a camel, we use our eyelashes all the time to kind of bat off, you know, pollution and dust. 100%. So, you know, I'm saying lose the teeth. Someone told me the other day, Mel, that apparently in the olden days, uh, people had their teeth removed and replaced with wooden teeth. Absolutely. It was a tra- It was on trend. Absolutely. And they had, in Elizabethan times, with the wooden teeth... Uh, to give their cheeks a more sort of fulsome quality. Yeah. They used to roll up uh, bits of material and put them uh, Marlon Brando-esque in their cheeks. Really? As, they, as the ladies got older. I say older, they only lasted till they were about 30, didn't they, mainly? They were tough times. They were very tough times. Well, I mean, all fashions come back round again, don't they, Mel? Yeah. So let's get the teeth out and get a bit of cloth in our chops and yeah. see if it gets fashionable again. Are we saying lose the teeth? Lose the teeth. I think we are. <laughs> It's time for Tell Mel. You can literally ask me anything and from my tweed bag of answers, I will hope to provide something in the nature of advice for you. Come on, let it begin. Hey Mel, it's Felix. I have two daughters. They're both a similar age and they both keep stealing each other's clothes. How do you stop the arguments? Oh, Felix. Now, you don't want to be one of those fathers who are dressing them exactly the same. I went through a station the other day and I saw a pair of twins in their 80s still dressed exactly the same (laughs) and sitting in the same way on the bench. It was a Lancaster station. It was very, very worrying indeed. Felix, do not go down that route. All I'm saying is, mate, maybe shell out. Maybe shell out. Go. I, I, I buy all our clothes from the charity shop. Go to the charity shop and maybe maybe increase their wardrobe a little. Are they having problems because they're, they're overlapping too much on wardrobe? There you go, Felix. That's my advice. Next, please. Hi, Mel. I'm James. I commute to work and I always end up sitting next to the same bloke who falls asleep halfway through the journey and his head always ends up resting on my shoulder every single time. How do I stop this from happening every time he sits next to me? Or how do I stop him from sitting next to me in general? 
James, I have to say, I think you like sitting next to him. <laughs> you say I always end up sitting next to him. That's your choice, James. That's your choice. Look out, see where he's sitting, and maybe sit somewhere else. If there is saliva involved, you know the large string of saliva that sometimes happens on a commute, which connects him to your shoulder, then I'd say, <laughs> you know, move away. Just make a loud noise and move away so that he comes tumbling down. Otherwise, I think you actually like it. Next person, please. Hey, Mel, it's Maria Can. Last night, my husband told me that he wants to buy a Harley Davidson. What can I do to stop this? Midlife crisis. <laughs> it is a midlife crisis coming at you. Yes, it is, I'm afraid, my love, isn't it? I would say that this whim will last possibly for about two days. Take him to a showroom, show him the prices, take a photograph of him on a Harley Davidson, show him the photo and make him realise that he will look like an absolute plum. There's the Christmas advice, all wrapped up in tweed and ready for your consumption. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Uh, hear more lols, uh, uh, larks like that every Saturday lunchtime from one on magic. The Mel Gedroyd Podcast. <laughs> 